Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, as always, I'm your host, John June. And of course, usually always, I got my guy, Greg Penniman. Greg, what's good, man? What's going on, yo? We're ready for this Monday Night Football game. Should be a really good one. Uh, as far as fantasy, though, it was, it was a rough, rough week. I mean, God, I got Tyreek Hill like three times. I don't know how that's possible. I'm only in seven leagues, and three of them, Tyreek Hill was there. So it was that's an automatic L, pretty much. I think it was four. I have to check again. It was, it was a bad week, but... You know, league assuring people about to be hopefully in second place. You know, we'll see what we'll see happens tonight with this matchup. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyreek Hill is just a monster. Yeah, man. Uh, it was a it was a overall a, another rough week for me, man. Rough. And my 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 big um you know my my league with what my longest standing league, uh, more than ten years running now. Uh, I'm one in I'm going to be one in three. I'm the second highest scorer in the league this week so uh you know it, it is what it is it yeah. happens there's yeah. nothing you can do about it out of your control but in the league of extraordinary people i'm sitting here down 54 and some change to jill here so uh you know i i got i got you know darren waller helped me out last time mm-hmm. uh this time i also have austin eckler so you know I, i've always come into this game same situation you know i got darren waller Daniel Carlson and something on the other <laughs> side. Last time it was Lamar Jackson. <laughs> this time it's Austin Eckler. So I like my chances. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean the numbers. 18, 18 points a player. Darren Waller, yeah, as long he can go for Darren a Waller game. Darren Waller can fall in the twenty. Yep, yep. You know Austin Eckler could also fall in the twenty. Yeah, it could happen. A lot and of you know, a lot of people. AFC riding. West games are I know, wild. I know, like I know it's uh, it's really hard to call how it's gonna be. Because uh, it, it could be a cl- divisional defensive game, but yeah, it could be like that Chiefs Chargers game we got last week where it was just a lot of touchdowns. So, yeah, I or mean, you've got the Raiders that game. throw the ball a ton, you've got the, yeah. the Chargers that throw the ball a ton. I think we both took the over, Greg. Yeah, yeah, I like my chances. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, <laughs> I like my chances here. But, Greg, let's jump into the action, man. Week four. It's almost in the books, man. You know, obviously waiting on this Monday Night Football game. But as always, we are going to go through the studs. We're going to go through the Jags, those just the guys. I don't know when I'm going to stop saying that. Maybe some point in week if, – if, if, if week five, week six, you don't know. You'll get it when you get it. But anyway, going through each position for those studs and those Jags. Then we will cover some news and some injuries and hit the waivers – Early look ahead to the waivers. So, first up, the QB one on the week, man. Patty, that's cold. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, 24 of 30, 278 yards, and not one, not two, mm. not three, not mm. four, but five mm. touchdowns. Yes. One interception here, added 26 rushing yards. That was good for 31.7 fantasy points. Greg, what were your thoughts here of Patrick Mahomes? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a, a great classic bounce back for Patty. 
only on 30 pass attempts. This man has five touchdowns. That's a 17% touchdown rate. That's crazy. Like, this Mahomes is what he does. Uh, great game to be in. I had uh, Mahomes and Hurts just like bam, bam, bam. It was perfect. It was beautiful to see uh, in fantasy if you had like two quarterback league for those two players. Um, yeah, Mahomes with a, a great bounce back in the win uh, next week, Sunday night against Josh Allen, too. Oh, it's going to be a great game. Definitely, man. Definitely. Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you know what? I was kicking myself this week, man, because I play the FanDuel Superflex, which really dope. Just check it out. Not a sp- hashtag, not a sponsor. But anyway, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. I was so kicking myself. Like, how did I not think to make that my <laughs> core lineup for the week? Yeah. Just, yeah, uh, that game had, what, 72 points? So, yeah. 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 Uh, but. You know, Patrick Mahomes, this, you know, you just expect this. We, we, we've we been saying he's going to go nuclear. We haven't yep. really yet seen that. I mean, he's been throwing like three touchdowns a week. Two yeah, touchdowns. he has at least three touchdowns so, every game. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, this is what you expect when you when you draft Patrick Mahomes, you know, the number two pick in Superflex. Or, you know, if you're playing in our Superflex and leaving starting people when the weirdest <laughs> stuff happens, you could be Greg and get him at five. At five people in a super flex, Crazy. five. Crazy. Oh, but like, what am I complaining? I got Lamar Jackson with like the ninth pick. So, anyway, moving on to the QB two here, Sam Darnold, Sammy Dimes, Sammy Dimes, <laughs> yes sir, twenty six of thirty nine, three hundred and one yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, thirty five rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns. Ooh. Sam Darnold has rushed for five touchdowns in 2021. He rushed for five as a New York Jet. He has three 300-yard games in Mm. Carolina. He had three or four in his career as a New York Jet. Just saying what I'm saying. I don't know if it means something to you. I don't know. But anyway, Greg, what do you think of Sam Darnold putting up 31.5 Fantasy points in this one here, the finishing a QB two on the week. What are yeah. your thoughts? He's been a French QB one all year. Um, I mean, we mentioned last waiver wire to Pau to, to to go grab him. Like the matchup was good, and just for season long, he's I think he's gonna uh, have this, especially now if he's producing his rushing floor. That just brings it up another level. Um, if he can continues to do this, but uh, even then, like this man should still be. A person that you got to add. I mean, he's still only 30% rostered, so uh, this percentage has got to keep going up. Hopefully, uh, you know, he keeps getting more hype, more clout. Got Philly next week, so. Yeah, man. Sam Darnold has been, I know you called him a fringe QB1. I'm looking it up now because I know he's been up there. Yeah, yeah. I think he's been a top, because he's been like a top five quarterback almost every, like, the. I mean, he's definitely top five quarterback the last two weeks. Right, right, he's right. He's been a QB1 for sure. Um, I don't know why I can't find this, but Sam Darnold is the QB five right now. Before you know, before these games kick off here, obviously this yeah, game, this yeah. last game, uh, Derek Carr probably could catch him, and as could um, Justin Herbert, who I don't right. know why his name escaped me. But obviously, um, you know, Sam Darnold is the QB five. I mean, if he's still on waivers, I think, like you said, with that rushing floor that he's bringing. The fact that this was the first time that we had seen Carolina in negative game script, uh, you know, something that I had mentioned before the week two. Uh, you know, you know, we'll get to the receivers in a little bit. But Robbie, Robbie Anderson had 11 targets. None of them 
nothing came of the 11 targets, really. But we saw some more upside in this offense than maybe we might have been used to. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the quarterback three, Greg, your quarterback start of the week here, Matt Ryan, 25 of 42, 283 yards and four touchdowns, did add a 17-yard rush as well. That was good for 29 fantasy points. What were your thoughts here on your start of the week, Greg? Oh, man, uh, all I say is thank you, Cordell Patterson. Uh, and, yeah, thank you, Washington football defense. I mean, this – yeah, we, we coming into it, this is a defensive target in that secondary. They just had been pretty bad in secondary. It's it's it's, it's I mean, crazy to see how, like, they transform. I don't know, like, how <laughs> – it's wild. I can't It's like overnight it. they yeah. just became a bad defense again. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, definitely a defense you got to attack with quarterbacks and wide receivers. Uh, yeah, and again, thank you, Cordell, man. Woo! <laughs> oh, that's the guy we'll talk about in a little bit for sure. But – the, uh, rounding out this top 12 here, man, Jalen Hurts, my quarterback start of the week, uh, coming in at four. Taylor Heineke, my quarterback streamer of the week, coming in mm-hmm. at five. Dak Prescott, six. Daniel Jones, seven. Aaron Rodgers, eight. Kyler Murray, nine. Russell Wilson coming in at 10. Joe Burrow coming in at 11. And then Trey Lance. In a half, yo. In one <laughs> in half. half football coming in as the QB 12. Greg. What were your thoughts here on this top twelve, man? Beautiful. This this is what when we were like hyping up, uh, you know, was um, uh, Justin Fields, all that, everything. This is this is what we thought was gonna happen. The trade landscape, <laughs> basically, like getting you the floor, just coming in, being instant. Got seven carries for forty-one yards. Like, yeah, Trey area, man. I'm I'm here for it. Nah, man. I mean, definitely Trey Trey area. I mean, I hope Jimmy G's okay, but. I'm a, I'm not mad that the Trey Lance um, era has started sooner than we thought, and that's the beauty of it, right? Because you you referenced Justin Fields, and there's like there's no doubt in my mind that if Justin Fields is in San Fran, that we see that same stuff, yep. and that's why Matt Nagy yep. is the problem here. Yep, <laughs> like crazy, it's man. clear as day. But Trey Lance, I'm sure we're gonna talk about it if he's available on your waivers. You need to go get this man ASAP. ASAP. <laughs> ASAP. <laughs> but um, you know, we you know, Jalen Hurts, man. I mean, obviously, I came into the year, he was my my breakout quarterback. He he is the quarterback three right now. Ooh. He's getting better as a passer. He's completed 66% of his passes, which last year completed, I think, 55 or 54, oh, 52% of his passes last year. Um, but is up at 66%, has seven touchdowns to just two interceptions, you know, also added 226 rushing yards. He, I mean, he's been everything that I, that we thought he would be mm-hmm. through the first four weeks mm-hmm. here of the NFL season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just that completion percentage helping him with Devontae Smith. He's a dog, man. So, like, helping that completion percentage out a lot. Kenneth Gainwell, guys like him. Um, yeah, they have a lot of good playmakers on the team. Um, so, the, the Eagles are building the right way. Yeah, man, definitely. And then, you know, another guy we got to talk about is a guy that we've talked about here a lot, um, you know, on this show is Taylor Heineke, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's coming, here to stay, man. Again. He's here I to mean, stay. He's definitely here to stay, man. I mean, also, uh, you know, comes comes through, adds some rushing yards here. 
Uh, 43 rushing yards for Taylor Heineke. Like, we knew that this was a part of his game, but the passing has been great. He's surrounded by great weapons and Terry McLaurin. I mean, you know, Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curtis Samuel's getting back into the fold as well. So I think it's only – arrows only pointing up here. I mean, he's not going to play Atlanta every week, but, I again, I think Taylor Heineke has played well enough through, I mean, five NFL games that we've seen, and I've yet to say, like, you know, Taylor Heineke played poorly. So Right, right. Yep, he gave his team a chance to win in every game. They got the dub this week. Uh, and with the bad defense, like, he's still holding it down. So that's good. Definitely, man. And then some honorable mention, guys. Uh, really just Taysom Hill because, like, any everyone, someone started Taysom Hill, right? Like, uh, Superflex, yeah. Oh, man, that's <laughs> always <laughs> – you're struggling. Superflex. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, that brings up an interesting point, right? Like, I think at that point, I'm just not playing the Saints quarterback, right? Like, or not the Saints quarterback. Like, like, would you rather – I'd rather just play a position player at that point, right? Like, I'd rather just play a wide receiver because at least I know, like, I don't know when the week is that Taysom Hill is going to score 20 or two rushing touchdowns. Right. But then he, last week he also did well too, actually. He uh, was in usage in – uh, as a receiver or what he was, you know, he got six for 32 in a touchdown last week. So like, yeah, it's crazy. I don't understand. <laughs> as the Saints, they're more, more and more lose games though. Uh, it might, might be at times. So I don't know. And Alvin Kamara just continues to just get the rock like forever. So, you know, we'll talk about that in a little bit as we talk about the running back position, but Greg, let's talk into these, some of these Jags, man. Um, Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield. I mean, the Tom Brady one was, like, shocking, right? Because you're, like, you're thinking he's going up against New England. He's going to score a ton of points. But it it didn't occur to me until, like, right before kickoff that I'm like, well, but Belichick has seen him in, like, every single practice he's ever had in his life, right? So, like, uh, any other Jags here for you? Uh, No, I think the major one's probably just – Baker it was one of those weird, like, off Baker games that you just said, like, last year, the beginning of last year. That's what we were seeing of how many times. You, the Odell, you try to roll me back in with Odell, and now I see what I thought. I was, <laughs> they can't connect. How, how long has it been? This is year three, year four. Like, why can't they just connect on the deep ball? You and me connect on deep balls. Like, that's easy. Like, I don't understand why they just can't connect. He threw it like, I don't, I don't really That was get 100% it. Baker, bro. Yeah. 100% Baker. Oh like, man, hundred percent. But it usually is. It's never Odell gets open. Like he, oh man, yo, like it's crazy, yo. It's just gonna be capped. He had one hundred and thirty-three air yards, Odell, and it, well, the nothing. air yards are gonna be there because he yeah. he eats up like over fifty percent <laughs> of the team's air yards. So yeah. wild, man. I might, I might, I might go buy some Odell after this after this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> But let's move on to the running back position, man. And tell me if you had this predicted. Cordero Patterson, the number one running back on the week. I mean, we could talk about him amongst the wide receivers, too, because he is listed there on some platforms because he was the number three wide receiver. But, you know, purely for our show here, we will talk about him as the number one running back. Six carries for 34 yards, no touchdowns, but adds five catches on six targets for 82 yards and three touchdowns. 34.6 PPR points there. Greg, what were your thoughts on Cordell Patterson? 
it's his year is crazy because he's doing this on a very low snap count still. Like he is highly efficient right now. Uh, and I, you know, we picked him up in week two in one of our leagues. He's a, I think, a great waiver ad, waiver wide out of the year so far. You got to keep Ryan in this hot hand, and you, you have to. He's such a great football player. Uh, he's always been a great football player. So like he, I mean, now the fantasy stats are coming through. Got the Jets next week. Like you got to keep Ryan in this hot hand. I am so happy to see Cordero Patterson like as Facts. like playing football and being right. utilized in an offense. I mean, this is what his role should be, right? This is what it always should have been. I think the Patriots, they tried to do it. They did it almost perfectly using him as a running back and a little bit as a receiver. But the way Atlanta's doing it right now, where he's not just a running back, but he'll line up in the slot. He'll line up out of the backfield and run routes. And he's just a mismatched weapon because when he gets into the open field, he is almost impossible to tackle. He is so big. And so strong and so elusive Crazy. that he's just like a he's like a touchdown scoring machine. I mean, he's so used to scoring touchdowns from like a hundred yards away that now it's just like, oh hey, let's just give you like thirty yards. <laughs> he's like year ten. He played thirty percent of the snaps. Like this is insane. Like this is crazy. I mean, he's been one of my favorite. Like I have him in a few leagues, and he's been one of my favorite players to roster because he gives you talk about like. And you know how I work, Greg. You know how my brain operates. And, like, I look at my lineup as, like, a puzzle. And we preach, like, oh, you have to have the latest starting guy in your in your flex or, like, the earliest. Like, Cordero Patterson gives you so many. He, like, I'm, like, setting the lineup with him is, like, okay, like, well, he's actually, I could, one of my running backs is playing later. So I have to put him at running back. I can't put him at wide receiver or flex. Like, it's yep. actually really, it's really dope with him um, just to have him on your team. And I hope this keeps going, man. But uh, if not, I also lean, know I can lean on my guy, Saquon Barkley, who finished Woo! as the RB2 with a phenomenal game here for your New York Giants. Uh, 13 carries, 52 yards, a touchdown, a game-winning rushing touchdown here, mm -hmm. but also added five catches, 74 yards, and a touchdown, 29.6 PPR points. Greg, what were your thoughts here watching Saquon get this, get this dub for the G-Men? Yeah, it was beautiful to see even one of those targets. He was lined up out wide. Like, imagine using Saquon in the actually right or the right way. Like, it's it's just crazy. It's, it's so easy. It's so easy putting him out in space, not just running up the middle the entire time. Uh, yeah, even with the the calls of Jason Garrett, he still pulls through, gets you this RB two performance. Saquon is yet yeah, fully unleashed, man. I mean, we, week three was the, the takeoff. It's just now he's in the air and he's only going higher. Yeah, man, definitely uh, there. Are a couple leagues that I wish I had some more Saquon stock, but it is what it is. Moving on to the number three running back on the week, Derrick Henry. 33 carries. I mean, we called it. We said we said 40, but like, you know, that was a little hyperbole, but still, it was close. He got 35. I mean, we had some OT in there, so that definitely Yeah, true, helped. true, true. But 157 rushing yards and a touchdown here. Two catches for 20 yards. 25.7 PPR points, Greg. What were your overall takeaways of Derrick Henry? Volume is king. That's like that's the rule. That's the one of the King main Henry rules. it is. King Henry, yeah. King Henry it is. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, that's that's what it comes down to. You give one of the best players in football the ball 35 times. This is what's going to happen. That's, that's really it's easy. Yeah, Derrick Henry threw 
through four games has yeah. What is what is his on touch pace like? Is it over six hundred? <laughs> he has one hundred and thirteen touches. <laughs> it's only been four games, so that's a sixteen game pace. Remember, we play seventeen. Sixteen. Yep. It's a sixteen game pace of four hundred and fifty two rush attempts. That's rush attempts. He's getting that's targets rush now. Attempts. That's crazy. Yeah, he's getting. T- oh, by the way, and then sixty targets on top of that. Oh, the man's about to touch the ball five. Hundred oh. times. Oh, I thought that Le'Veon Bell year when he had over when he was on Pittsburgh was in, insane. Now he might just blow that out the water. Crazy. So he's on pace for twenty five hundred yards from scrimmage. Now they have to roll that back soon. I mean, if anyone could do it, it's Derrick Henry. But I I know the Titans don't got no receivers. They don't have to yeah, roll that roll that back soon. I think you just go out and trade for Derrick Henry. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he defies the laws of logic. Him and Brady, man. It's crazy. <laughs> All right, man. Let's talk about the RB. Well, rounding out this top 12 here, David Montgomery, the RB4, Najee Harris, 5, Kenneth Gainwell, 6, James Robinson, 7, James Conner, also tied for 7, uh, Jonathan Taylor, 9, Ezekiel Elliott, 10, Clyde Edwards-Alaire coming in at Twelve, I guess technically. Well, Chase Edmonds comes in at twelve because we had a tie. So, Greg, overall thoughts on this top twelve here? Yeah, good to see some you know familiar faces in here. Zeke again, two straight RB one weeks. Love to see that. JT getting that RB you know RB one week that we wanted. Uh, Nineteen touches, so that's uh, beautiful to see. Um, you know, and Naeem Hines didn't have such a good game, so hopefully you know it kind of starts trending the the motion up for JT. Uh, I still wanted JT to get the ball more. <laughs> like seriously it was yeah like, i mean yeah i mean they were winning 27 17 it was still a relatively close game i still felt like like i want you see those you see the 114 yep. touches derrick henry has like i want those <laughs> i like i like give we're, those to jt like why can't we like have that six years so. younger five years younger i know i know i know it's crazy and check claudio let's go my man claudio two straight 100 run, yo I mean, you are sell sell <laughs> sell i'm selling I'm selling Clyde, bro. Oh, man. They don't need him. Like, they, they, they I mean, they don't. They don't. They don't but need him. I'm here for the, the shovel weeks, passes in the, in the red zone. The last two weeks were good matchups, right? We Like, we knew – we we said play Clyde. Like, mm-hmm. I know you don't want to play him, but these are good matchups, so play him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to sell. I mean, I'm down to sell, too. Like, uh, Clyde – they they don't need the, the the potential of this team is yes to throw the ball like Tyreek Hill the Kelseys Mahomes they they're still emphasizing on the on the pass game so like the cap yeah if you can get him someone that's had a zero RB team uh, really desperate yeah Clyde would be the move to get to move. Greg, let me ask you a question here. Hypothetically speaking, asking for a friend, let's say you had Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell. Who would you play each week? Mm, who would I play each week? Uh, that's tough. I mean, that's rough. Uh, you have both of them. Can you just can you trade like Miles Sanders and then you know just start getting Kane and Kwell? Dynasty. <laughs> oh wait, oh you, I mean you should have no spots to start both of them then. <laughs> Uh, I'm a. I think I'm gonna go with Kenneth Gainwell averages 11.7 PPR points, 
Wow, yeah. Miles Sanders averages yeah. 10.1. Well, that's nasty. That's nasty. <laughs> I mean, ADP game is the easiest kind of game. Well, so I guess, I mean, moving forward, his usage is probably safer because he's a reception guy. Like, six targets last week. Yeah, uh, it's, trend, it's trending up. Ten touches to Kenneth Gainwell's. Well, ten opportunities Nine. to Kenneth Gainwell's uh, 11. Okay, yeah. Word. And Kenneth Gainwell caught eight targets for six catches. Like, yeah. Bro. Yeah, six receptions. Bro, right. I played. I played. I was so mad. I played Miles Sanders. I played Miles Sanders over Kenneth Gainwell. That's and that's tough. You have to make that decision every week. Yeah, that's real tough. I'm glad they put him out there. He's he's basically a running back playing slot receiver. Slot receiver playing running back because yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, get Greg Ward off the field, man. Play Kenneth Gainwell every play <laughs> at the slot, like hundred percent, hundred percent. It's just it's just funny because. We were talking about this off air not too long ago that Kenneth Gainwell played at Memphis and he was the reason why Antonio Gibson wasn't the starting running back. But then, like, Antonio Gibson was like a wide receiver, like, slot player, and he goes into the NFL and he's like strictly a running back. And then Kenneth Gainwell goes to the Eagles and he's like strictly a receiver. I just think that stuff like that yeah, is not, funny. It, yeah, it is crazy. But, Gibson's stat line, I feel like you can predict it almost every week. It's like 14, somewhere between like 14 and 19 touches for 70 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, RB2. That sounds like an RB2 to me right there. <laughs> I mean, the Yeah, the Antonio Gibson, as long as J.D. McKissick's there, like the top, the, the RB1 season's done. Like our J.D. Yeah. McKissick is not only a, he's a good football player. So like they need him. They use him. So too many offenses, J.D. McKissick time. So like. And late game situation, it seems like Tom is JD McKissick. So, but yeah. this defense is not the defense it was last year, right? So, right. like, they are going to be constantly put in these situations, yeah, because they can't stop teams from scoring on the other side, yeah, which makes me nervous about a, about Antonio Gibson here, yeah, yeah, right. So, Absolutely. from a redraft perspective, and he's currently the in fantasy points per game, he's the RB21. And I mean, obviously that includes Christian McCaffrey, but obviously, you know, still RB twenty one, averaging thirteen point five PPR points. He's only got eleven targets through four games. Yeah, it's tough. This is a person that we like. I, I, he's a keeper in one of my leagues. Like, this is what guy like you wanted to build your roster around. We thought so. Yeah, it's definitely a. I mean, drop. from yeah. a keeper league perspective or a dynasty perspective, it is what it is, right? But coming yeah. into redraft, this is why I wasn't as high on Antonio Gibson coming into the year as I was last year because last year was about the price. Like, we were getting Antonio Gibson for free. Yeah. So for me, at that point, like, that's fine. But this year, like, I didn't want Antonio Gibson, you know, over some of these other guys that have a high – like DeAndre Swift. Like, I was going to take Swift over Gibson – every opportunity I had because of the, the pass catching opportunity there with Swift. And you're not getting that with Gibson right now. And it's just, you know, something to still pay attention to. But talking about some honorable mentions here, uh JD McKissick, uh Leonard Fournette, it's looking like uh looking like the, the running back to roster in Tampa Bay. Uh Kareem Hunt again, uh you know Finishing as a top 15 running back and stealing all of Nick Chubb's touchdowns. Uh, Daryl Henderson's injury. Um, 
And some of the Jags on the week, man, Alvin Kamara, uh, you know, Joe Mixon, who obviously played on Thursday, Nick Chubb, who was my start of the week, Mike Davis, man, 13 carries for 14 yards. I mean, that was that was horrible. I mean, all I say, all I hear is more Cordell Patterson. 30 percent of the snaps and he's doing this like, come on, man. Give it. Well, his snaps have gone down every week. So who are they playing? (laughs) Wayne Goldman? Like. Well, Wayne Goldman was active for the first time this week. So, yeah, I would really like to know who they are playing. <laughs> but uh, give those snaps to Cordero Patterson. Yes, sure. yes please. Um, Miles Sanders did not come through this week. Uh, Chris Carson, your start of the week, apparently is in a timeshare with Alex Collins. Oh who my knows? Gosh. Oh, my uh, DeAndre gosh. Swift did not get all of the touches that we were we were um, promised from Dan Campbell. And know. Uh, Chuba Hubbard um, failed to come through as the CMC replacement there. Miles Gaskin. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. I mean, he's looking like bust, RB bust the year easily. Like, I know I've heard the, I heard the warnings before, but I don't know if I was, was going to be this bad. Like, yeah, so it's, it might be Dumpsville season for, for Gaskin. I mean, two carries, three yards, only played on 12. Who played the snaps? Like, I like. who was the the running back? I could check Salvin Ahmed's stats, but I don't think it would have been. Oh, Malcolm Brown. Just a mix of all of them. Like, I mean, not. Don't know who they're playing. Ahmed only played 10% of the snaps. Don't, don't tell me they gave Malcolm Brown all the work. 67% of the snaps to Malcolm Brown. Yep, and that's never going to be a good day for, <laughs> for Malcolm Brown, no matter how much work you give him. So, I don't they're gonna, know. They're going to they're gonna trade for, like, they're going to trade for, like, Marlon Mack. <laughs> they're like, look, Marlon, look at all these opportunities that are here for you. I'm mad they, Marlon Mack asked for the trade, and then they gave him 10 carries. Like, they gave him work because, of, like, it's crazy. It's wild, yo. Like, <laughs> it's like, all right, we'll give you more work to show you to show teams what you can do. And yeah. then like, yeah. oh, wait, never mind. Yeah. See, this is the part that irks me, right? Like, how does Jonathan, how do those 10 carries not go to Jonathan Taylor? Word. That's all it takes. Just ask for a trade to get work. Like, well, yo, what's up with that? Like, JT, the last two weeks, 6.4 yards per carry, 26 touches in two weeks. <laughs> With the the juiciest matchup a running back can ask for too, against Miami, like doesn't get any better. Maybe the knee is an issue. Potentially, we never know. He was on the injury report. There was some fluid buildup. They said, but he's got Baltimore, then Houston. Like, hopefully, they they, they start coming in bunches, especially with JT, but. Uh, it's it's been it's been hurtful for sure, uh, and then Naheem Hines like when you start him he decides to like not do anything but then when you bench him he's gonna yep. score and like just goes off. Yep, yep. That's 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 sounds like Naheem Hines right there. Classic fantasy output. All right, let's move on to this wide receiver group, man. And the number one wide receiver on the week, I was trying, Greg, trying with all of my heart and soul to trade for Tyreek Hill. In my redraft leagues this week, because I knew this was coming, <laughs> Tyreek Hill had gone way too long without going off. He just doesn't 
not go off. Tyreek How many Hill. went off in the first game? Yes. That, and then two consecutive yeah, games yeah, of yeah. not going off yep. is, you know, you know, I'll let you in on a little secret to leave extraordinary people. <laughs> I was trying to work a deal with our, our, our friend Shivin, trying hmm. to f- flip Amari Cooper and some change for Tyreek Hill. It just didn't work out. But ends up the number one wide receiver on a week, 11 catches, 12 targets, 180. 86 receiving yards and three touchdowns, 47.6 PPR points. What were your thoughts, Greg? Yes, yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, help definitely help Mahomes, but yeah, I, I was on the opposite side of three of these matchups, so I'm not happy about it. I, I love Tyreek Hill. You know, he's a great guy. You know, I just he really gave me some L's, like, and I've never had Tyreek Hill on a team, so I just realized I need to just flip the script. I need to get draft Tyreek Hill one year. That's what I need to do. Yeah, man. I mean, I've he's he's finally gonna help me get my first win in our League of Extraordinary People Dynasty League. Um, so I was definitely grateful to have him there. So, and I've I've got him in in a couple other Dynasty leagues too. So, yes, I I've yeah I've got some Tyreek Hill. Let's just say that. Let's just put it that way. But um, moving on to the wide receiver two on the week. Uh, and this one hurt, man, because he put a dagger in my soul in the league extraordinary people where I might be losing, but we'll, we'll see. But Debo Samuel, 12, 12 targets, eight catches, 156 yards, two touchdowns where Jamal Adams just pointed at him. Uh, 35.7 <laughs> PPR points. Greg, what were your thoughts here of watching Debo Samuel? Yeah, this uh, low-end wide receiver one, kind of, he's, I mean, producing wide receiver one, num- one numbers, uh, especially the first couple, three out of the four weeks. Like, this man has been balling. Um yeah, I mean, we'll see how it kind of shifts with Trey Lance. I don't think it'll be affected too much. He was still involved with Trey Lance in the game. Uh, yeah, I, I like Debo Samuel. Uh, I like him as a, you know, if you, even if you still want to buy him, people think that it might not be sustainable. I think it is. No, it's definitely sustainable when you look at the target share. I mean, he's seeing a monster target share coming mm-hmm. into this week. He was seeing over, you know, almost 40% target share for this San Francisco offense, and he's the currently the wide receiver four in PPR league scoring, PPR points per game. Uh, so definitely want all of the uh, the Debo Samuel that you can get. It hurts because I, you know part of me is like, well, Brandon Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk, but Debo Samuel is playing so good that you can't even you can't even say anything about it. So it is what it is. Ultimately. But the wide receiver three on the week, which this one makes me very happy, DJ Moore, he's back. He is so back. 12 <laughs> targets, eight catches, 113 yards, two touchdowns. Also got in on a rush attempt for six yards, 31.9 PPR points. He's the wide receiver five on the season right now, PPR scoring. Greg, what were your thoughts on watching DJ Moore out there? It's beautiful to see. doesn't matter what type of game they're in. Uh, DJ Moore is going to be that guy. Uh, right now, so safe as a wide receiver. Uh, wide receiver one season, we said about a couple weeks ago, you got to keep rolling that uh, and treat him as such. Like, this man is a top 10 player every week. No, DJ Moore has been balling, man, and it makes me happy to see because he's definitely been one of my favorite wide receivers in the league, uh, and I, I like to see him uh, succeed and do well. That second touchdown was dope, too, because they put him in at running back. They have him run that angle route. 
and he's just like wide open for a touchdown. Joe Brady's <laughs> awesome. So yes. gotta gotta love that fact that DJ Moore is attached to him. And then the wide receiver four in a week, Ooh. you said it. It is October. It's so October. Scary season. <laughs> yes, scary Terry McLaurin coming as a wide receiver four. Deontay Johnson. I mean, it wasn't quite 10 targets. It was 13. But uh, coming <laughs> as a wide receiver five. Some target monster, bro. <laughs> Randall Cobb coming as a wide receiver six. Corey Davis, seven. Van Jefferson, 8. Tyler Boyd, 9. Justin Jefferson coming in at 10. Khalif Raymond, 11. And Devontae Smith coming in at wide receiver, 12. Greg, what were your thoughts here on uh, the top 12 wide receivers? Uh, Yeah, definitely love. Always love to see Terry McLaurin, the people's wide receiver in there for sure. Uh, Deontay, target monster. And yeah, that 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 like date uh, uh, late dart throw for Van Zepp Jefferson, you know, was able to get that for people that like in deeper leagues. Uh, Van's been you know doing slightly good for for you getting week one and week four now um, for a third receiver on a team like that's you know solid production. Yeah, man, definitely. And um, you know, I will shout out my guy Corey Davis here, uh, had coming through with a big week uh, actually wrote about Corey Davis in one of my articles, my player prop articles. So I was happy to see him hit on some of that this week um, and come through in fantasy. So yeah, kept you uh, keeping you alive and, uh, and, and leaving a sure in their people for sure. Definitely, man, definitely for sure. Uh, so we'll see if I can, if I can get this dub Deontay Johnson kept it alive too. So I've got the wide receiver five and a wide receiver seven in here. Nice, so nice. Um, Let's move on to some of these Jags, man. Or no, let's talk about these honorable mentions. Sorry, and there's always a lot at wide receiver because, yeah, you know, it's wide yeah. receiver. But some guys I wanted to stick out because they might have some long term, some long term relevance. Um, well, obviously Hollywood has long term relevance. Just you know, had to shout them out by name. Caught the um, ball, yes. <laughs> Caught the you, you did your job. Congratulations. <laughs> let's go. Uh, Jamison Crowder coming through uh, seven targets. I don't know why I was sleeping on Jamison Crowder. Maybe it's just because all of his Corey Davis and Elijah Moore. But, you know, Jamison Crowder walked in and immediately, you know, was a top target here for Zach Wilson. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, Darnell Mooney. Like, oh, man. I mean, will it go away? We don't know because Matt Nagy's, you know, he's I know, for so some reason. It's so frustrating. The He's, moment you get rid of Mooney, like, yeah, he comes through. Like, so yeah. if Matt Aggie continues to make Andy Dalton the starter, the Mooney days are probably behind us. We shall see. We don't know. But I would stash him because anything can happen. This situation could be very volatile. We don't even know Andy Dalton's health situation. Jacoby Myers, um, you know, he's he threw two passes yesterday. Um, but also – came through as a receiver. This dude has yet to score a touchdown. Like <laughs> he, he, he's yet to score a touchdown in his NFL career. So which is kind of wild seeing how he led the he led the team in targets last year. He leads the team in targets again this year. How he hasn't scored a touchdown through two years is <laughs> just, just gonna start putting that bet in every week, right? Like it's got to happen at some point. Yeah, but it's got to happen. The next guy I want to talk about is a guy that I kept bringing up on the show, uh, you know, uh, Kadarius Tony. 
I mean, he got the targets. Definitely got the targets. That was there. Um, yeah, saw yeah. nine targets. Yeah. Uh, I think he was a top 30 wide receiver on the week. Yeah, six for 78. I mean, that's, they finally used him. I mean, it's good to see that. I mean, it took all the whole roster being hurt to do it. But, like, you know, we're here. We're here. Question is, do they continue to use him? That he was the wide receiver great 28 question. on the week. 13.9 PPR points. Uh, nine targets, play. six catches, 78 receiving yards. I mean, I like it. It sounds like a good stat line. He looked good, yeah. too. No, yeah, he did. He did. He did look good. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a great prospect. So, uh, they got they got Dallas next week. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, as long as Trey Diggs is not on you, you're going to be fine, I think. So. Right? Trey Diggs is <laughs> outside receiver. On Kenny Galladay. He might be yeah. on Kenny Galladay. Yeah, yeah. I think as a, a, a dark play, deeper league guy, I'm not all formats. I'm not there for all formats yet, but I'm there for some deeper leagues. Yeah, some deeper league PPR yeah. leagues. I mean, yeah. if you're playing in, like, those three wide receiver, two flex leagues, like, we play in the League of Extraordinary People. Yeah. Oh, and shout out to, in fact, Gronk being out. Helps AB the most. That's all I got to say, man. AB is going to get all those underneath targets. He got 11 yesterday. So I realized something yesterday. I think that it's always going to be an AB week. Mm-hmm. But it's either going to be a Mike Evans or a Chris Godwin week. Like, it, you won't have both. Right, right. AB is definitely, the, I think, the safest. Like, if yeah. he's always going to have his targets in those offense are yep. not going anywhere. He's been the most targeted receiver since he's got there out of all of them. And yeah, the fact so that, I, yeah, it's crazy. No, so I, yeah, I think I would go with saying I want to play AB over any of them because just of the production. Right. All right, let's go on to the, the Jags, man. And Cooper Cup, man, it, it had to happen. You, Yeah, you know, I'm not mad at it. I'm, I'm not mad. It. Still got 11.4 points, you know. Yeah, it's not it's not 30, but nah. you know. Nah. Uh Allen Robinson, man, this is like I don't have to move his name from this from this list. Like it just sits here every week. Allen Robinson. Yeah, we 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 didn't want to start him this week, so we're he's just not he's just a bench player at this point until yeah, we I see otherwise. Is it snip snip <laughs> I, no, I started him in a league. You started oh, over Hollywood, man. man. It was either oh, him. Yeah, I know. I was oh. so mad. Oh, <laughs> it was either him or Hollywood. Yeah, it was upsetting. It's okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he's he's we throw that away and we move on. You know, I just like I don't think we could snip snip him right because it's not like the quarterback situation is so bad that he can't overcome it, right? No, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not like the coaching is so bad. That he can't overcome that either. I think if Andy Dalton plays, it's probably better for him. Yeah, I agree. Right? If Andy Dalton plays, it's probably better for him right now. If Justin Fields plays, it'll probably still be rough for a little bit, but I think eventually it'll hit. So but I just don't know when. It might take Yeah, yeah. It might be week five, like weeks five, six, could be week eight, could be week twelve. I have no idea. But the I'm, offense is too good. Hey, maybe he demands a trade. I don't know. That'd be really nice. If you drafted him as your wide receiver one, probably. Like, and I mean, that probably means your running backs are pretty good. I would think. Hopefully, you got Cordell Patterson on your team. 
That's all I, I have do, to say. I do have Cordova Patterson yeah, on that there team. You go. <laughs> you go. But it's two wide receivers, two flex. So I was kind of in a pickle. And it's like Allen Robinson going up against Detroit. I'm like, uh. you know, matchup wasn't great, but it was either. Yeah, whatever. No points. Brian's crown over spilled milk. Uh, I will just try to trade true, my true, true. Robinson. Greg, let's move on. Well, let's talk about the rest of these Jags. But C.D. Lamb, this is two weeks in a row now. I would go buy me some C.D. Lamb. I agree. Uh, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I think this is probably more of a function of Jimmy G not being in not being in the offense. But uh, I'm curious to see what happens going forward with Trey Lance in the offense. Greg, what are you doing with Brandon Ayuk? I'm not going to answer this question. So you have to tell the people what to do. Um, still a bench player. I don't think I can't see myself dropping Brandon. Now you can in leagues, but like at some point, his name can't carry him that long. Like I dropped Darnell Mooney with a heart in a heartbeat, like, and he's putting up this, you know, the same numbers and stuff. Like the the name is definitely holding him, uh, getting his clout up. Uh, it's tough right now. I, I think I would probably still give him. One more week to see what, how he is with Trey. And then if it's not there, then he might be. He's definitely a Stim Stim candidate. Yeah, I mean, he's approaching Stim Stim candidacy for sure. Um, I, I don't know how much how much longer I'm going to give it. You know, I might be liable. I might be more with Trey liable. and then go, yeah, you know. I might be more liable to hold on to him because that's just me, you know. But if it's at the point where it's a, it's it's a win or it's Ayuk, you know what I'm picking, mm-hmm. picking a win, and it, I mean, two targets, no targets, two targets, six targets, three targets. Uh, only played sixty seven percent of the snaps yesterday. Yeah, the target number was trending up, so you thought we'd get another six target day, and the maybe. snap number was trending up too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we need to see this full game. I think we need to see a full game with Trey. That's like that's what we need to see. So we saw Trent Sherfield play yesterday, and there's part of me that feels like Trent <laughs> Sherfield plays in the Trey Lance offense. And that's something that we need to find out. Because if next week Ayuk is playing or Trey Lance is starting and Ayuk is only playing like 60, 50% of the snaps, then we might have a problem. Oh, he's problem. Yeah. 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 So, um, Robbie Anderson, 11 targets, didn't come through. I, I know I said I think he could be a wide receiver too this week. The process was right. The result was not. So, um, Cortland Sutton, that, that one kind of hurt. Uh, Adam Thielen did not catch a touchdown pass this week. Um, Crazy. Juju Smith-Schuster. Is it Big Ben? Is it him? I don't know, nor do I care, because you shouldn't have Juju Smith on Schuster on your roster. We told you not yeah. to. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely should have Big Ben on your roster. I, I want. I just want to see Big Ben's roster percentage, just to see how many people still have him over some of the guys. I that. bet you he's still over 50%. Probably <laughs> over 60%. Well, Actually, social media has been pretty harsh to him, but I still think he's he's over 60%. Uh, Ben is all right. He's twenty seven percent. He's low. People, oh, thank God, people. Yeah, no, yeah, <sighs> yeah. We, we're here. We're here. To, he needs to retire, man. It's time. Okay, let's move on to the tight end position, Greg. And the number one tight end on the week, 
CJ Uzama, who played in Thursday Night Football, five catches, 95 yards, and two touchdowns. What are your thoughts there, Greg? Uh, I like it for sure. I mean, he, he was playing well before he got injured last season, season injury. Um, so, I mean, Joe Burrow does like throwing to the, the slot, the tight end, middle of the field throws. Um, that's why Tyler Boyd is still getting a lot of action. I think I like him more without a T. Higgins. I think with T. Higgins in, in though I'm not kind of on board for him giving you sustainable success. Yeah, I like that point with T. Higgins. And then I added the fact that, like, this was a game where we saw Joe Burrow throw the ball more than we have. Yeah. And last year when C.J. Uzama was having the good season, the target's volume was really high, or the, the overall pass attempts were, were really high. And so there was a, a small chunk of that, tar- that, pie, that pie that he was getting led to still four, five, six targets, which I don't think he was going to get that each week. But a guy that we have to talk about getting targets each mm-hmm. week, Dawson Knox, man. Yes, sir. Uh, that uh, The Buffalo Bills tight end, uh, eight targets, five catches, 37 yards, two touchdowns, good for 20.7 PPR points. Greg, what are your thoughts here on Dawson Knox? Yeah, I'm definitely a believer in him. Uh, definitely tight end. You know, we've brought him up for adding on waivers. I uh, think he's got to be continued to be looked at um, for sure. Uh, and because Josh Allen is looking for him in the red zone. And that's that goal zone. If you got a person that's getting red zone targets, uh, especially for a tight end, uh, you want that. So uh, I like him as an ad. Definitely, for sure, man. And then this next guy, yeah, I don't know what it is, man. I just wish that they would just make him a full-time player all the time, but Mo Ali Cox, five catches, three t- or five targets, three catches, 60 yards, two touchdowns, 19.2 PPR points there. Greg, what are your thoughts on Mo Ali Cox? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Like, last year he played really well in the limited playing time he had. Uh, this year, you know, he's getting some action every other game. It's just hard to call. You can't really know when this is going to happen. I mean, they still have, like, yeah, uh, I don't really on can't, can't really explain it honestly his success. <laughs> yeah, I mean his snap percentage was up to a season high 69% this week, so hopefully that's a trend that can continue for the weeks going forward. I'm a huge Mo Ali Cox fan. I've like added him and dropped him from my dynasty league, my dynasty league so many times over the years just cuz I want him to work out because like you said every time he plays, he's on the feet or every time he he's you know he plays he's doing something productive or positive or catching a touchdown. Uh, so it would be really nice. Uh, but rounding out this top 12 here, Dalton Schultz coming in as a tight end uh, four, who was your stream of the week, Greg? Was that right? Um, probably, I think, last week. But he's on the waiver. He was on the ad. I think my stream of the week this week was Tyler Conklin. Tyler Conklin mm-hmm. did get used a lot, though. I like his usage. He's, he's playing a lot of high snap percentage, so... Yeah, definitely big ups for him for later year. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Max Williams coming as the tight end five. Mike Gusecki coming in at six. Dallas Goddard seven. Noah Fant start of the week here at, uh, coming in at seven. Uh, Hunter Henry coming in at nine. Zach Ertz ten. Mark Andrews eleven, and Johnu Smith rounding out the top twelve here at number twelve. Greg, anything here from the the tight ends that sticks out to you? Yeah, it's great to see the Patriots sp- spent the money on these tight ends and they actually started, you know, using them. Good to see both of them in the in the top 12. Uh, I guess they were, like, forced to throw. 
they both got a high, you know, combined for 13 targets. So, yeah, hopefully they, they both get some more usage going down the stretch. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Tampa Bay's secondary has been struggling. They've been struggling to stop tight ends as well. So, uh, you know, look forward to attacking, continuing to attack them. Um, but let's get these Jags, man. And so Kyle Pitts, man, again, on this list. <laughs> What do we do with Mr. Pitts? Well, definitely not trading him, but I'm I'm adding another tight end. That's all I gotta say. Like, if Dolce Schultz is still out there, I'm adding him, and I'm I'm probably playing him. Like this time to like get you a new tight end. I like add him, and if it's a better matchup or if you see something, the numbers are trending. Uh, yeah, start start over Kyle Pitts. He's a bench prospect right now. I mean, he still got nine targets last week. Yeah, I mean, he had nine points. That's a solid tight end day. It's, yeah, it's not. You're just not going to win you the week, right? It's no, like, no. That's that's the and that's the problem. He has yet to catch a touchdown pass. Um, I would, all right. I would probably buy Kyle Pitts, and this is the only reason I'm going to say this. I and mean, you know, but I probably don't have to pay a lot, right? Because no, you won't. Kyle Pitts is on buy next week, right? He's so they play the Jets this week, and then he's on buy. So there's an opportunity there where Kyle Pitts could either be dropped or you might be able to just make a trade to get Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, it's a good formula. It's rookies after a bye, you know, they start working with them more. That's how you, the Swift game came after a bye. I remember you calling that. Yeah, so uh, I see that formula happening. But, I will, yeah, I would like to – if you're in a position where you have a – Solid tight end, yeah. You, I would, and you still want to maybe up that and that upside, maybe you can go get Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think you, yeah, you're not gonna have to pay a lot, so um, you know, it's just an idea there for sure. And I think you could probably get him as a throw-in, right? Like you go get somebody else, and then you're like, hey, let's, you know, I'll give you like my Hunter Henry, or you know. Mike Gusecki for Kyle for Kyle Pitts, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, just a just a thought. But um, George Kittle, not the greatest game, was dealing with an injury here, so I have to just continue to monitor him. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson, I think you know, I think I know he was your start of the week here. the 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 matchup was kind of tough a little bit to you know for T.J. Hawkinson here, so I think. You could probably go buy. You know, is it, did we did we jinx T.J. Hawkinson because we said like, no. oh, we're gonna go pay the price two games in a row, it's just like <laughs> nothing. But I Eight actually targets. Like buy Hawkins, yeah, or T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah, I'm definitely still buying T.J. Hawk because you know Detroit will always be in these negative, negative game games, scripts. games. Yeah, they got still got no one to throw to. I mean, Cleef Raymond did have a, a good game, but you don't know who's gonna be that receiver. Still, eight targets, still a great number. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, it definitely, if you if you play against in the leagues where people just do the box score scouting thing, where they're like, oh, and he only had he had four catches for forty two yards this week and two catches for ten yards last week, like take advantage of that. Especially, don't be surprised if you say if you see somebody like like a T.J. Hawkinson, like a Kyle Pitts dropped for a guy like Dawson Knox or Dalton Schultz or Max Williams or Mike Kosecki. Don't be surprised if that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would go pounce if that does um greg let's move on to waivers we're going a little over today but um 
who are the top waiver ads? Uh, start. Let's start with the uh, running back position. Uh, yeah, we hinted to you know Kenneth Gainwell versus Miles Sanders. I think Kenneth Gainwell's got to be the number one ad. He's twenty nine percent rostered. Uh, just getting heavy receiver work in last game. Eight targets, six receptions for fifty eight yards. Um, so I think he's going to continue to be used uh, in that hybrid roles at the slot. Hopefully they do. Uh, and also getting carries as well. Um, I like him for sure. After that, uh, J.D. McKissick, he's 39% rostered. We talk about his usage just as a good football player and also just as a fantasy player. He's been in that two-minute offense a lot. He's been down the stretch a lot. And, you know, he's going to be continue to cap Antonio Gibson, but his, you know, his – Roster ship, it should be up there over 50%, I think. Um, after that, Latavius Murray, uh, he's 48% rostered, just under that, but he got the bulk of the load. There were reports that he was going to get that, and he definitely did get the bulk of the load. Uh, got the most carries on that team. Tyson Williams was a healthy scratch on that team. Um, so I think Latavius Murray, if you are a person that was invested in the Ravens backfield, got to go get Latavius Murray. Uh, and then... For the deeper leagues, uh, guys, I want to mention real quick, Brandon Bowden. I think he's kind of, you know, overcame that James White role a little bit, uh, which is nice. Jeremy McNichols um, as well, getting a lot of targets, especially without these receivers for a short term. If you need someone uh, to get some t uh, receptions. And, yeah, Alex Collins, um, if he's going to be getting more carries every week, especially if you're the Carson manager, you need this manager team. Uh, it's a scary season for if Alex Collins is getting more carries. Oh, and yeah, Michael Carter is 51%, but it's, it's time. The steam is rolling now. Like, yeah, the time to maybe buy to get him is now. The time to maybe, if he's in, available in your leagues, uh, is to get him is now. Yeah, man, Michael Carter um, plays in the Atlanta this week. Then he's on buy. So, you know, like you said, rookies after the buy tends to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, some we were chasing a little last year. Uh, but... Yeah, I like this running back week, man. Um, mm -hmm. J.D. McKissick. Um, wow, the first guy that you mentioned. Uh, oh, Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah, no. Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell, like, if he's in your league, he's got to be with the top ad at the running back position yeah. for sure because yep. he's has a role in this offense, a defined role. So I'm all for that. Uh, Jer Jeremy McNichols was interesting, man, because that game, like, they didn't have any receivers. And right. for whatever reason – no idea what it was, but the Jets could not stop a screen pass to the running back for any reason. So the Titans' best play when it wasn't a run to Derrick Henry was a screen pass to Jeremy McNichols. So I don't know how, how often that happens. But Yeah, this is only yeah, with as long as AB AJ Brown and Julio are out, then Yeah, that, yeah, that makes that makes that's that the makes only sense way it works. Sure, cause yeah. Derrick Henry can't touch the ball 40 times, or no. can he? <laughs> we never know. Greg, what's, what about this wide receiver position? What's up, man? Uh, you said, you know, I think we got to stop sleeping on him. Jameson Crowder came in right away, and he was a, a monster, target monster uh, as his career on the Jets when he had when he was on with Darnold, and I think that will continue here. He's only 20% rostered, um, but if, you, if you're looking for a safe uh, PPR flex play, I think Jameson Crowder will develop into that uh, throughout the year. Uh, AJ Green, man, it's, he's he's here, yo. This is now you know, another sh great week from him. Uh, you know, he's being used <laughs> over. <laughs> I can't uh, watch him talk about great about AJ Crazy. Green as a waiver wire pickup with a straight face. <laughs> like, I can't. Yo, he's got all four games. He's got at least six targets. Six no, I know. 
I'm crazy. usually the one defending AJ Green. I know. But now it's you, so it's, it's crazy. You know, Ronald Moore and Christian Kirk—they both like weren't really. Christian Kirk was non-existent. AJ Green's been the best, comp, most consistent complimentary receiver to D Hop. So yeah, he's got to be at, especially with Colin Murray. Uh, and then Randall Cobb. Uh, I think they're going to keep using him like that in the red zone. Uh, classic usage of Randall Cobb. Uh, for a deep elite flex play, uh, especially in PPR leagues, he's there. And then for, you know, the the real deep leagues, Van Jefferson, Gleef Raymond, and Cardarius Tony, I think are the guys. Definitely, man. Let's talk about these quarterbacks, man. What do we, It's, it's got to be Trey Lance. Oh, yeah. It's, it's deep. Yeah, it's real deep this week, but Trey Lance still leads it 31%. Got Arizona next week, too. Oh, man. Like, that's got to be Ooh, I know. That's what I'm saying. NFC West classic shootout. Like, yeah, you got to love it there. It did Finishes QB one and a half. That's just all you need to say right there. Uh, after that, Daniel Jones has got Dallas next week. He's thirty one percent rostered. This man, you know, either he has, even if it looks like a good game or a bad game, he's putting up fantasy numbers right now, like absolute <laughs> fantasy numbers as a QB one. Uh, so you got to continue to ride that hot hand. Uh, Sam Darnold's got Philly next week. My man, Patty Mahomes just threw five on them. So you know that's good. He's only thirty-seven percent rostered, and Taylor Haneke, he's got. They got New Orleans next week. He's only ten percent rostered still. So there's a lot of options at the quarterback position. Um, it's getting a little, little deep in there. Yeah, man. And uh, I'll throw one more. Uh, Zach Wilson plays Atlanta, so <laughs> I'm just saying it's Atlanta. Yo, those, I know, but the London, the London games, they'll be weird, yo. I don't know how to think. Yo. Of- London games. So I just finished talking to my boy Frank. Just tell me about what the Jets uh-huh. are doing. They're they're chartering out a plane with beds on it so the players can sleep on a plane. Ooh, they, okay. They're I gonna like stay to on East Coast time. Like I'm just saying, I'm I'm yeah. So okay. Zach Wilson against Atlanta. It's it's like you know, two quarterback league, uh streamers, streaming league type thing. Um, you know, you know, real deep streamers like Real deep stream. I'm here for the matchup. I'm always here for to play Atlanta uh, anytime. Yeah. yeah, right. I want I want to play against Atlanta. That's really <laughs> worse. So, um, all right. What about tight ends? Uh, two major names that should be probably ready and added for all formats. Dawson Knox at 40 rep, seven percent roster ship. Uh, again, another game where he's got a touchdown, two touchdowns in this game. And Dalton Schultz, just I've been you know just continuing to ride him. A game that we brought up. Since week one, I think we got to keep bringing him up. It was just a matter of who was going to be the number one in this tight end. I want to be a tight end on Dallas. Like, that's what I want. Dak Prescott is going to throw you the ball. Like, you got it. He's got to be at it. Absolutely, man. Dalton Schultz definitely has to. All right. Well, with that being said, we'll catch y'all later. Uh, yes, remember, this episode is will be on YouTube. Uh, but the remaining episodes after this for this week will not be on YouTube, but we will be back on YouTube Monday of next week. Well, whatever that Monday is, the 11th. So we'll be back um, and regularly scheduled. So no no concerns there. But obviously, podcast is not going anywhere. We'll be here. Well, Greg will be here holding it down. Even as we go episode 200, Greg will be holding it down. So I'll be back 201. But uh, not not from Jersey. But anyway, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Um, hope you are still crushing your leagues. Make sure you're mm-hmm. checking to see who's been dropped because that's something that's going to happen a lot. You're going to see some names dropped. Some people were fed up. 
So uh, <laughs> Allen Robinson might be there. Yep, yep. Talking about Brian Ayuk, Allen Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but in all seriousness, have a good one, everybody. We love you. We appreciate you. Or we are out of here. Peace. Yeah. Thank you.